You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's Neverending Assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh Israel 5781, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bracious. We begin the Torah again, and we read the stories, the descriptions, how Hashem created the world and how He created the human being. And I'd like to share with you an insight, a medrash, a few insights based on the medrash, that speaks about the psukim which describe Adam HaRishon's first experiences. Now, we need to understand that whenever we talk about first experiences, whenever we talk about firsts, Bracious is the beginning. The beginnings always contain the seeds for everything else. The first experiences that we have in our lives, the first experiences that we have of others around us, are foundational experiences. So when we look at the beginning, when we begin Bracious, we begin, we need to understand that these are the foundations, and we need to understand that whatever is embedded here is something which we need to take with us, of course, and we need to understand it's foundational for the human experience. The Psukim tell us that after Hashem created Adam Harishon, this is in Pasuk in chapter 2, verse 15, Hashem, Adam. Hashem took the human being, and he placed him into the Garden of Eden, in order that he work the garden, protect the garden. God commanded the human being and said as follows. So the first thing that he says to him is you can eat from all of the all of the trees. But don't eat from the Eitzadas, from the tree of knowledge. The, the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. So the first thing is, he takes and he puts him in the garden. He says, you're here to work the garden, to protect the garden. Don't eat from the, the tree of knowledge. You can eat from any other tree. Now what is the next thing that happens, okay? Listen carefully. God says, It's not good that the human being is alone. I'm going to make him a help me. I'm going to make him an Ezer, someone who will help him, corresponding to him. Now listen to what happens. So Hashem says, I'm going to create, I'm going to give, I'm going to create Chav, I'm going to create the first woman. Now how does Hashem go about it? And this is very interesting, very difficult to understand. So Hashem creates out of the earth, all of the animals, and all of the birds of the heavens. Hashem, in it's, you know, we have a topic, the topic is creation of Eve. And in the process, Hashem, before He actually creates Chava, he brings all of the animals in front of Adam Arisha, in front of the man, in front of man, in order for him to give them names, to see what is he going to call them. What are you going to call them? Whatever name Adam would give these animals, that would be its name. Very strange, difficult to understand. What is the idea, first of all, in the context of the creation of Eve? What is Bechlal? Generally speaking, what is the idea, the concept of Adam Harishan giving names? Why is it necessary for us to know the names of the animals? What is the concept? This is one of the first things that he does before even Chava comes onto the scene. 
This seems to be the point. Adam calls names to all the animals, all the different species of birds, all the animals of the field. And as he's giving the names, so he notices that he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a, there's no female, there's no female human being. There's, it seems like he realized that they were male and female animals, but he didn't see any female human beings. Okay. What does Hashem do? Hashem then puts him into anesthesia, puts him out. He took one of his tzaloisov, one of his sides, one of his bones maybe, one of his ribs. Pashtus, it's one of his sides. And he closed the flesh underneath. Even Hashem Shem took that piece of the of Adam of the man, built it into a woman, and he brought the woman to the human being, to Adam. Now, obviously, a lot of what's going on in Bereshis in Genesis, you know, we have in Kabbalah they talk about Maisa Merkava, the workings of the chariot. They also also talk about Maisa Bereshis, the workings of Bereshis of creation. We can't take anything. At face value, of course, there's a pashtas, there's a simple understanding of the verses, but a lot of what's going on here is secrets, depths that are being taught in a superficial manner because we need to have our Messiah, our tradition, teach us what's going on. But obviously, these verses need explanation. So the Medrash tries to tie, not tries to, the Medrash. We try to understand what the Medrash means as it ties together the different points in this Pasuk. The Medrash brings the fact that Hashem, in the middle of this story, Hashem has created from the earth all of the different animals. Why is this story with the animals in the middle of the narration of telling us how Hashem created Chava? Amar Avacha. Ravacha says a very, very interesting thing. And hear this well. Hear this very well. When Hashem wanted to create the human being, He asked the angels. He asked what they thought. He said to them, We, we will make man. Okay, so Pashtus, and this is in the first chapter of Bereshis, the first chapter of Genesis, Shem says, to the, the Malachim, he says to those around him in the, in the majestic plural, we shall make man. Not Sodom, we shall make man. Medjus tells us actually, it wasn't a statement, we shall make man. It was a question. It was, shall we make man? Nasa Adam, shall we make man? Hashem turned to the angels and said, shall we make the human being? So naturally, the Malachim said, you're asking us our opinion if you should make man. Well, what is his nature? What is this? What exactly are you trying to make? So we can have an, you know, have an informed opinion. God says to the angels, the wisdom of the human being is much greater than yours. So the Magician's understanding is about to demonstrate, Hashem is about to demonstrate the wisdom of the human being. He's going to bring the animals in front of Adam, and Adam is going to understand the exact name to call each of these animals. 
And in so doing, Hashem is demonstrating to the angels what it is that defines the human being. What is the essence of a human being? The, the angels say, well, Hashem says to the angels, shall we, shall we create man? Angels say, well, what's, what is man like? What is he, what's, his, what's his thing? Hashem says, he has this amazing ability to understand the essence of an animal. Understand the essence and call it its name. Because the name, Shemai, the word Shemai, which means its name, is the same as Makur, which means the root, the, the, the source. We understand in its name, the same gematria. Also as Ratzon, which means desire, which perhaps we'll speak about soon as well. The, the root, the source of everything is its name. The name defines who it is, what it is, what its purpose is. And one of the most impressive and important things that a human being is able to do, and we find this at the very beginning, the first one of the first experiences that the human being has, is that he is a name caller. He calls names, he understands the essence, the purpose of every single animal. And because of that, Hashem says to the angels, this is what he is, this is who he is. And it's interesting because Hashem says He has more wisdom than you. He's smarter than you. He can do something that you can't do. The angels cannot understand the essence of an animal. Understand what is its purpose, what is its role in in the creation, in the world. Hashem brought in front of of Adam. Interestingly, it says Lifnehem, in front of them. The, The animals... The wild animals, the birds. Hashem said to Adam Arishon, to them, interesting, can't get into why it says it in that language right now. Oh, I'm sorry, to them, he said, <laughs> he brought in front of the angels first. I'm sorry, I'm explaining it wrong. I'm, I'm uh, getting it mixed up here. Hashem says, here, look at these animals. What do you say, angels? What do you call this? They have no idea. So then Hashem passed this animal in front of Adam Arisha, in front of the man. And he said to him, said to him, what, what's his name? What's it called? And he said, Amar Zeshar. He said, this is an ox. Zechamor, this is a mule. Zesus, this is a, a horse. Zegamal, and this is a camel. But you see, as we said, the essence of of the name. The essence of the animal itself is described in its very name. A chamor, as the Mephorshim explained, a chamor, which is a mule, the word chamor is milashan choymer, which means physicality. The word sus is related to the concept of, of rejoicing, yasis, gamal, something which is, uh, each thing in it, within its name, gamal means to be, the uh, gamel is to be detached from water. Detached from source of life because a camel can go for many many days. It has it drank a lot on a certain day. It can go for a long time without drinking again. But he was able to understand the essence of each thing somehow, essence and its purpose in the world. Okay, so Hashem demonstrated for the malachim the incredible innate wisdom. I mean, think about it. This is a human being who's never. This is his first day of existence. He was just brought into existence, he's a baby. He looks like he's 20 years old or 30 years old. He's, he's, a, he's a one day old. He's just born. He's only a few hours old. But innately, the human being has a chachma, a wisdom which is beyond 
the wisdom of an angel. An angel can't understand this. He was also just created. The, the angels were just created. They didn't have this innate wisdom. They didn't have this intuitive understanding of the essence of something that's Hashem's creation. Interesting, the Medrash goes on and says, Hashem asks Adam HaRishon, he asks the human being, what's your name? He didn't know, his, we hadn't, Hashem hadn't given him a name yet, or maybe he didn't call him by his name yet. Very interesting, when he speaks about his name, and he speaks about his own essence, he says, I should be called Adam. Adam is from the word Adama. Adama means the earth. I was created from the earth, and therefore I should be called Adam. Hashem says to him, Vani Mashmi. God says to the human being, What's my name? It's appropriate that you be called that name, because why? The name, Aleph Dal Nun Yud, represents, connotes the fact that God is the master of all of his creations. He's in charge of everything. Okay? So now, so we have a, we have a demonstration of Adam Arishon's innate wisdom. We also have, we need to understand this concept. Why does he call himself an Adam? All the misfortune try to understand. Why does he call himself, why does he describe himself based on his physical side? Why doesn't he talk about his spiritual side? We can try to understand that. What's the next thing, says the Medrash, that occurs? Chazar Revir in the front of Zugais. Hashem then went, after bringing in front of him single animals and having him call their names, he went and he brought in front of them pairs of animals. Which reminds me very much of what happened with Noah when the animals were brought to the table, to the ark. It's worth thinking about. So, so again, Adam demonstrates his, intuit, in, his intuition. First, he intuitively understood the names, the essence of the animals. But now he notices, as Hashem desired, that each animal has a male and a female. But he said, I don't have a, I don't have a ben zug. I don't have a mate. What's going on? Hashem wanted him to notice that he's missing something. And he wanted him to make a request. Now, the measure says something very interesting. Why didn't Hashem create man with a, with a, with a mate originally? Why wasn't Adam and Chava, why weren't they created concurrently? Why first was Adam created and then he had to ask for, for his wife, he had to notice that he's missing something and then he, she is created? Hashem saw that Adam Arishan is going to complain because she's going to cause him to sin. So he's going to complain and say, she caused me to sin. So Shem specifically wanted that Adam Arishan would request, request Chava. He wanted that he request a helpmate. This way, when he complains about her, perhaps he would think twice before complaining. Exactly what the measure means also needs Hasbro. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. But we need to understand what's going on in this Medrash. We need to understand what's going on in this Medrash because if we understand this, we understand the essence of the human being, what makes us unique. We need to understand how this applies to us because 
This is the first experience, as we said, of the human being. It's the thing that Hashem wants to show the Malachim. Shall we make man? This is who he is. He wants to, he wants to show his wisdom. He wants to, he wants to show the human being's intuition. Okay, so let's try to understand this. Just let's look at it. Just the Pashup Shat, the Pashup, what's going on? The words of the Medrash, the words of the Psukim, what's happening here? What's happening here? And what we see over here, I believe, is number one, the human being, the human being is born, number one, with an intuitive understanding of reality. I'm reading a book right now that has to do with the scientific, scientific, scientifically proving that the world must have been created. There are so many laws embedded into reality, into quantum physics, into, into the, the nature of the, of the world, of the universe, that it couldn't have been done by chance. The laws, in order for life to exist, had to be set up this way, and it had to be set up by an intelligence. Everything was created in a certain specific manner, but one of the remarkable things that he mentions here is that the human being, many of the things that were discovered, many of the discoveries that were made were first, there was a theory. There was a mathematical theory that said this is how it should be. And then a few years later, they discovered that indeed it was that way. Talks about the Biggs Hosen. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Different, different, uh, properties of reality that should be there it should have it, it, it was supposed that it should be that way based on all that we've seen and indeed it was proven sometimes a few years later sometimes decades later the human being is able to deduce from the reality is able to intuitively understand what's going on Hashem gave an, an amazing gift to the human being that we can understand reality now what do we do with that what do we do with that understanding that is part of the essence of what the human being is. I have an innate sense of who I am. I have an innate sense. You know, in my yearbook, in my 12th grade yearbook, they wrote, who is Ari Goldweg going to be? He's going to be a rabbi and a singer. There was an innate sense of who this person is. We understand. We can see it from a young age. We see who our kids are. We see who they have the potential to become. Each human being has a certain innate sense of who they are. But we also have an innate sense of the way things are supposed to be. The way the reality, we're supposed to look around. HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts the human being into the reality and he says to him, what is, this na- what is the name of this? What is the name of this animal? What is its purpose? Hashem says to us, Hashem places each and every one of us in our reality. And He asks of us, he asks of us, based on the reality that we experience, what is this about? Why, what are we here for? And he wants each and every one of us to try to figure it out. What's going on? Why do I have this challenging situation? Why do I have this person in my life? What, it, what, is, what is it all about? What are my tchunah What are my unique abilities? Now, why is it that Adam Arishon is able to define who the animals are. I want to, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. Why is it that he defines himself as the, the earthy one, the one who was created from the earth? And perhaps we could say, in contradistinction 
to the malachim, to the angels. The angels couldn't understand what, what's the name of this animal. Why couldn't they understand the name of the animals? Because they're just spiritual. They don't contain the earthy element. They don't contain physicality within them. They can understand spiritual things. But they can't understand physical things. They do not have that all-encompassing understanding because that's not who they are. Adam Arishman, in defining himself as Adam, as the one who comes from the earth, is saying, as, as the Mephoshim explained, he has an advantage over the Malachim. The Malachim are just spiritual. Adam is also physical. And because he also has a physical aspect to him, he has an understanding of all aspects of reality. Because I have it within me, because I have the physical within me, I can understand this is a shore. This is a chamor. This, this animal has a certain purpose. This is its essence to be used in the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of course. But I need to use the physical that I have. For who? That's why Hashem asks him next. What's my name? For HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's the master of all of his creations. All the creations are subservient to Hashem. Now we come to the question, where's, where's my helpmate? Where's my, where's my Ezer Kenegdo? Where's the female side of me? Within the creation of Chava, there's a problem. There's a problem. Hashem foresees, as it were, that there's going to be an issue. There's going to be an issue because Chava is going to cause her husband to sin. And the aspect of Chava is also an aspect where, where the human being is the aspect of Adama, of physicality. So the female aspect, the human being in relationship to Hashem is the female aspect. The female, the children in relationship to their mother. The mother is the male aspect, the giver. And the children are the female aspect, the receivers. And so too in the relationship between the man and his wife. There's also the male is the male aspect, obviously, and the woman is the female aspect. But let's let's understand when we speak about female, we never we're never speaking just about woman. We're speaking about the receiving aspect because the female it's always yachasi, it's always relative. But the female the female aspect, which also is the physical aspect in relationship to the spiritual aspect of the human being, the female aspect comes with it in, ingrained within it, comes within it an aspect of causing a person to be lowered to be to to be brought to sin. That's really what's represented here in this idea. It's not to say that women are more sinful, or cause men to sin. It's the female aspect of the human being that brings about a lowering and then a person needs to be raised back up into the, into the spiritual side. That's, that's how Hashem created it. We are Adam and Adama, the physical aspect, and we need to raise it up to the spiritual Shem knew that he's going to, he's going to, there's going to be a sin. There's going to be a tagger. There's going to be a complaint. There's going to be a complaint to Hashem because his wife caused him to sin. Why did you create this physical aspect? The physical brings me down. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to sin. But Hashem is showing something, an amazing lesson within the very essence of who you, who the human being is, what his purpose is. He, there's a desire. There's a ratzon. He needs to ask. Just like Hashem wants the angels to ask, what's the nature of the human being? 
in the creation of the human being, there's, a, there's an asking, there's a question, there's a rutzon, a desire to understand. We need to understand what is the essence of the human being. We need to know what is the names, what are the names of the animals. There's a question that the human being needs to ask as he looks around himself. That's, that's the name which begs what is the essence, what is the makor, the shmoy, the makor, the name, the, the essence, the root. And there's the ratzon, the desire. I, I want to have, I want, uh, looking around, there's something missing from me. There's a desire that I have, I want to be complete. I want to be whole, I want to have a wife. Now having another human being in my life means that there's going to be trouble. There's going to be challenges. I might, I might be caused to sin. I might get upset at my spouse. I might do something that I know is wrong in my relationship. But the fact that I have a rutzel, the fact that I have a desire for it, so now... Hashem, Hashem wants the human being to have to, to Hashem wants to be able to say, "Look, you asked for this. This is what you wanted." And even though there's going to be a point in time where you're going to complain about it, where there's going to be a lowering of your level because of it, but understand that you you wanted this. And why did you want this? You wanted this because I showed you that you're missing something. So, but etzem, this is what I want. Hashem is showing him, you want this? Why? Because I showed it to you? Yes, that's correct. You intuited it correctly. Now you're complaining and now you're saying, wait, what's going on? This isn't the way it's supposed to be, which is also correct. Hashem shows us, Hashem wants us to intuitively want something that's going to be a challenge for us. Intuitively, I know I'm supposed to be a musician, to be a singer, to sing songs. That's not an easy thing to do. It's not so easy to make money through music. It's not so easy to put out music. You lay your heart bare and people trample on it or people relate to it and, they, and, they, and they're inspired by it and then there's a song that, that you love and they don't love. There's a song that you think is not so great and they all love it. They're not inspired by what you want them to be inspired by. This is what I want. This, it's painful. It's hard. It's hard to be a musician. It's hard to be an artist. Hashem puts it in your in your heart to want. He makes he makes each person aware of what they of the way it should be for them. Even though that's going to involve heartache and challenge and difficulty, because that is one of the core points of the human condition. The human being is meant to ask, to desire, to want, and to get into situations that are difficult and to ask the question again why Hashem and to complain maybe maybe complain the right way but to complain that's part of it hey this is not the way it should be but to recognize that it is the way it should be it is the way it should be these are these are the things that I believe we see from the Medrash and these are powerful lessons for life Hashem wants us to know that we're supposed to try to get to try to get what's going on. This is the essence of what the, of what the human being is and his advantage, the intuitive capability, the chachma, the wisdom that we are ingrained with, the intuitive, to be maven, to understand from what's going on around us the way things are supposed to be, to enter into situations that are challenging, to recognize that, hey, we're not there yet. 
I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to look around and understand what the messages are that He's trying to give us, whether it's big adol, you know, in the big picture with what's going on with Corona, whether it's with the big picture what's going on with in the world with peace processes and and crazy elections and all the things that are going on. Hashem should help us to understand what is the personal message for each and every one of us. Hashem should help us to understand that who we are at our essence is a human being. That can, because we're human, therefore we can understand so much more than the Malach and the angels. Hashem should help us to understand that He is the Adon, He is the Master over all, and we are meant to be subservient to Him. Hashem should help us have the Ratzon, the desire to accomplish all those things that we're meant to accomplish. Hashem should help us to be able to cool off when it comes to complaining about the difficulty of the challenges. Hashem should help us to always remember that we are desiring those things because of the fact that He wants us to want. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.